You are listening to a production of the Toll Network. This is Rider Jump number 24, where your humble hosts are finally making good on our threats and using the Sonic the Hedgehog movie as an excuse to talk about the eponymous shiny blue, uh, spiny blue speedster. Boy, try saying that five times fast. And the high weirdness that is the canon associated with them, because um, I don't know if y'all read Sonic the Hedgehog comics, but uh, who boy? So to that end, hi, I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono. And uh, this is where we're going to talk about some Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sono, we're going to start simple here. What is your history with Sonic the Hedgehog as a franchise before we get into the movie? Uh, okay. I grew up playing Sonic games, not as much as most people. Um, I did not have a Sega uh, console, but I did have a Sega Game Gear, so I played uh, Sonic Chaos or Sonic and Tails. It's the same game. So that was primarily what I played. I didn't have a Dreamcast or a PS1, so I didn't play the Sonic Adventure games, but I played a lot of Sonic Heroes, um, but I played, you know, a lot of the, the classic Sonic 2D platformer, um, and then I skipped right ahead to Sonic Heroes and didn't play anything after that. I watched Sonic X as a kid. That was fun and weird. I've heard that, yeah. Um, I'm watching. I'm rewatching it now and again on Netflix because uh, the whole thing is on Netflix. Uh, weird show, very strange. But uh, I've I've always I haven't read a lot of the Sonic comics. I was just kind of aware of them. Um, I feel like I did watch a little bit of Sad AM. I I sure tried to watch it, but I because I was I was aware of of like the Sad AM canon. Yeah, but I don't think I watched a lot of it. So I've I've been kind of on the cuff of Sonic, but I've always liked Sonic as a character and the world of Sonic as kind of a cool world. Mm. Uh, but I've I'm definitely not I've never definitely been super deep in. Well, that's yeah, makes sense. Uh, but you did do a couple of fan art zines. I remember those. I did. I. Uh... At the age of 31, I had my first Sonic OC and did a couple of zines. Uh, one was uh, Gotta Follow My Rainbow, which was a uh, LGBT a zine specifically for LGBT uh, Sonic OCs. And uh, I Can Only Imagine, which was a zine specifically for uh, canon OC Sonic pairings. Which is honestly just such a... a a charming thing like i know that could sound very like sarcastic but no i am i'm actually very charmed by that i just think that's yeah it, it was you know there's a lot of criticism of that and i you know i get it people are weird but it was just something to kind of celebrate everyone having fun and enjoying their ocs not even necessarily in romantic relationships with canon characters but um just you know celebrating your ocs enjoying knowing canon characters and i'm i spent a lot of time pretending that i wasn't gonna have my sonic oc date rouge the bat and then i came in and was like i don't care <laughs> they're girlfriends they're lesbians harold yep follow your bliss i mean like there a lot of people have have spilled a lot of of whatever the internet equivalent of ink is about the weirdness or badness of like the the self-insert oc you know and that you you like are best friends with or make out with the 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 featured character but you know 
it's harmless fun, y'all. I'm sure I'm sure there are people who take it to an unhealthy place, but I've uh, never there met definitely them. are. Um, I have, actually. Uh, this was in my youth. Uh, back in back in my days on fanfiction.net. So I don't know, two thousand and two-ish. Uh which man Real back in the day, energy. Ago. You know, two thousand to two thousand and two ish. I had a self-insert OC for um, an anime called Magic Knight Rare. My friend and I, my best friend and I, we had matching self-insert OCs because it was our favorite series Aww. at the time. Um, and I, my favorite character was a very, very minor character in the second season. And I, I paired my self-insert with him. And there was one other person on fanfiction.net who was into him and they tried to be like they tried to start a thing with me like no he like he's mine and i'm like what he, he's also what not real this? i'm like i'm gonna keep writing my fanfics and you can keep and like i read theirs and i didn't like i didn't care that they were paired with them and i thought their fanfics were actually like really good but i'm like i don't know what you're doing here i don't know what this is um and they like they had some friends that they got to like try and like bully me and then i ended up making friends with one of them and eventually it all blew over well i mean yeah it all like it in a week it all blew over in like a week and we we would like mention each other in author's notes and we were friends after that well, that's good. so it was just, it was very strange to me even then that I'm like, um, I don't, I don't get what we're doing here. <laughs> I don't understand what this is. You know, honestly, I just want to write my fanfics. I have found that that is perhaps the best way to react to internet things. Because a lot of times it's just like they're trying to start some stuff and they need you to take the bait. And if you're just too confused... It, it doesn't work because it's just like I don't know what why no I yeah I I think because like yeah like they wanted because you know my friend would write her fanfics and I would write mine and ours were connected because our our OCs were friends. were friends and were like part of a team together because uh, Magic Knight Rareth is kind of a magical girl it's a high fantasy sort of isekai magical girl series. That also has giant robots sometimes. It's good. The anime didn't age well, but I'd still recommend the manga highly to anyone. But we were kind of like a next-gen, you know, pair of magical girls in, in that world. That's a fun thing. And I was just like, I don't understand what we're doing. Our characters, like, my character doesn't exist in the fanfictions you're writing and you don't exist in mine. This isn't a thing. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm I'm reminded and... of like okay, one of one of my cats, uh he's he's departed now, poor guy, but uh he wanted to he kept wanting to get into fights with one of the neighbor's cats, but the neighbor's cat was raised by dogs, so like wasn't very good at being a cat. So there's my cat just like making all the the hey, you wanna fight sounds and like hissing and getting his back up. And then this other cat is just like, I don't I don't know what I I don't know what we're doing. We just like sit and look at him, like cock his head to the side like a dog. Just I don't what what are we doing? Like my cat is like trying to take a swipe at him. It's just like I don't. There's there's like 
there's like six feet between us, I don't, what are we doing? I'm imagining it just being like that. Yeah, more or less. Um, and again, it in like a week or two, it all blew over and we were all friends. And it wasn't a thing anymore. But it was, it's the only experience I've ever had like that. That's good. And I think it's mostly because my fascination has always been with fairly minor characters. So I've never... I've never really gotten in anyone else's way. And also, like, if it's a very popular character, those have to be some impressive fights. Cause, oh, I'm sure. Like, there's like... I mean, I remember the, the Avatar shipping wars. Oh, wow, yeah. I, 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 a friend of mine was, like, watching that and sort of relaying it to me, and I was just like, what the heck? See, I was... I was able to avoid that because me, I didn't ship either of those things. I didn't ship Katara with anyone. I knew she was going to end up with Aang because I can, you know, I can read a series fairly well. But I just didn't care. I was off in a different part of that ocean. Good. But I would just watch it. Um, yeah. And again, I was not in... Uh, I, personally, my, my heart was with Toph and Sokka. I knew it was not a thing that was going to go anywhere, but I was right that she had a crush on him. Uh, yeah, and that was all it. I needed. That was all I needed to be right about. Yeah. Um, but when when Suki started appearing multiple times, I'm like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. Um, but that's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. But I was just watching it happen, and I'm like, dodged a bullet. Which seems to seems to just be my luck in these things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just. I remember the bleach shipping, the various bleach shipping wars. But like, I'm just again. I'm imagining things going even weirder because okay, it's not just who do we want to end up together in the show. It's all right. Here's my self insert OC. I'm the only one who gets to do the kissing on the boy. That ship war has got to be intense, cause how do you how do you do it? I can only imagine how absolutely wild that would get if both sides were fighting. Yeah, cause it would just because because the thing is, ultimately, end of the day, you're fighting over a person who doesn't exist. So any claim you make is equally as valid. It's just like also they're imaginary, so they're not like. A limited resource, so I don't know what the thing is. I don't know. I do remember saying, though, that there was this one lady who got married to Optimus Prime. That's amazing. Yeah, like, no one was fighting her over it. I just remember that it, like, every now and again Transformers people would be like, hey, remember this lady? And it's like, oh yeah, good for you, lady. <laughs> I should be laughing, I do remember... but I'm not. I do remember reading over a bunch of girls who fought over Sephiroth. Which I'm not surprised is a thing that happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, long-haired evil beach in them. For a hot second. Like, I'm not surprised by that, but man, I'm, I am glad that was never a, uh, a road that I went down. Yeah. But to get back on, on topic, because boy, just talking about our, our brushes with fandom could go on and on and just be us going like, who there but for the grace of God. But um, to just sort of fill in the blanks about my history with Sonic, um, I was like 10 when the first game came out. I, I didn't play it 
at that point, but I just I got into the hype. I I tried to watch the show, the the Sat Am cartoon when I could, but uh, one parent didn't much care for his kids watching a lot of TV, which you know, in retrospect, probably a good thing, especially given how much of the TV is just like thirty minute advertisements. Same time, like mm, tried to read the comics, but I it was that it was by Sonic or by Transformers, and look, I knew what I was about. <laughs> I was I was a very hyper focused kid, and then eventually I got the Genesis and got to play Sonic Two, and at least I think it was Sonic Two that I got. Anyway, eventually I got to play Sonic Three and Knuckles, and that was cool. And that and then later I bought a Dreamcast like after it had died because they were like fifty bucks at the EB Games. And I was like, you know what? Sure, I I have a job. Fifty bucks, nah. Get a couple games because they're cheap too go for it. So I got to play Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, and, and I adored the, the Chow Garden. And then that was it, because, like, I I kept trying to go back to the 2D games, and they just, they stopped working for me. Yeah, uh, they're hard. Yeah, I don't, I do not get on with the the flow of them, because it's, you know, you, you spend so much time building up speed, and then if anything happens, you're just, you are stopped. And you have to, like, navigate these big things. I'm I bought I bought like a copy last time I was in the states of of like it was a used copy of like the Sonic trilogy on on Game Boy on on the DS and I'm like I'm a half hour in and it's like oh right I hate this why did I do this I thought this was going to be fun it's not fun at all and then I just returned it the next day they're really hard for a while I was going to do a thing where I tried to play through every mainline Sonic game which I think would have been fine once I got to the 3D games, but I just can't get through the 2D games. They're really hard. And especially in the first, at least the first couple of games, like, there's not really a continue system. So if you die, you start at the beginning, and I just don't have the patience. No, who's go- Like, who does? I mean, I'm sure some people do, and I'm sure those people are actually good at the games. I am not one such person. Like, I did beat Sonic 3 and Knuckles back in the day, but I, I don't think I ever got, like, all the seven Chaos Emeralds without... Because I could have... I think there was a cheat. Could have sworn there was. Probably. Yeah. Man, remember cheats? <laughs> yeah, remember Game Sharks? Yeah, those are great. Anyway, so, um, after the Dreamcast happened, like, a decade or so passed, or probably a couple... I don't know. I'm very old. Is the is the point I'm trying to make? It's it's very strange. Every now and again, just like looking back over all the pop culture that has occurred in my lifetime, just you ever stop and think about that, Sono? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's it's weird. Anyway, um, so like then suddenly there's the 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 first bad trailer for the Sonic movie, and suddenly I've discovered these that I have lots of very passionate feelings about what Sonic the Hedgehog should be about, even though, as I've just narrated, I'm not, like, a mainline deep Sonic lore guy. I've tried to go back and read the comics, but um, before, like, IDW restarted them, they're impenetrable. Like, I just, after... Okay, Archie had a Mega Man comic for a hot second, uh, and it freaking ruled, I just want to say... And eventually they crossed over 
It was it was Sonic versus Capcom. Yeah, it was it was actually a really fun crossover. They like there's Ryu and Ken, and they're just hanging out with with Mega Man X and Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. It's it was a heck of a thing. There was a while in it was like the second crossover, and in one of them, uh, they okay they they made robots out of out of Sonic and and his crew. But they were all Mega Man robots who had Mega Man robot powers. So after Mega Man defeated them and like knocked them out of their their robot bodies things, he got like a Sonic power and an Amy Hammer and stuff like that. Unless I'm just imagining that it was it was a while ago. It was it was a very good comic though. You should if you can find it. Anyway, they they but they were doing the crossover thing where it's like, hey, if you like. If you like what you saw of this character in your Mega Man comics, we've got a, a really good jumping on point over here on the Sonic comics. Why don't you give it a shot? And I gave it a shot. And it was not a very good getting on thing because it was just like, there's still tons of references to tons of things. And I'm like, guys, I just wanted to see what Sonic and Tails were up to, but you're, there's like a pirate and normally I'm here for a pirate, but this pirate has a history. <laughs> They've been around the thing, <laughs> and this is after, like, in the wake of the 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 Sonic and Mega Man crossover. Also, a bunch of reality stuff has been rewritten, and people are commenting about all the reality stuff that's been rewritten. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? No, <laughs> no. Anyway, that's just a, a long way of me saying, like, I'm aware of Sonic. I have absurdly passionate feelings about what Sonic should and should not be. I have not actually kept up with the Sonic canon. I I when I got back into Sonic last year, I tried really hard mm. to figure out like what the Sonic lore and canon is at least as far as the games go. Mm. And I don't understand. No, I honestly they don't either. That's why they they have like the Sonic Generations game cuz the the 2D Sonic is his own character, separate from 3D Sonic. Yeah, well, the, the thing that's confusing to me, really, is, like, there's so much talk about how much they try and pretend Sonic 06 was not a thing, and how they, like, supposedly scrubbed it from the lore, but that's the game that Silver shows up in, and he's still around, <laughs> and, like, talks about stuff from that game. So did that game happen or not? You got me, man. Like, I tried to play Sonic Forces, because it was free on PSN a while back. And again, like, I'm happy I could make my little uh, Sonic OC. This little noodly wolf. But I, I, I got nothing, man. I do not understand what's going on. It's just, hey, go save Sonic, and, and then he'll be your best friend. And it's just like, how did you make this so impossible to get into? This seems like a license to print money. How did you mess this up, Sega? Anyway. I feel like they just, they didn't, they didn't love it enough. Or they loved it too much. Because, like, all of the, like, you fight a bunch of past Sonic enemies that are, like, I haven't actually played it, but I've watched playthroughs of it. Um, but, like, you fight a bunch of past Sonic enemies that are, like, I don't know, fake incarnations made by the Jackal guy. Something like that, yeah. Okay, I actually, for a little bit, I was playing a Sonic mobile game. It was a little running game. Oh, yeah. Sonic Dash, I think? I think so, maybe. Anyway, yeah. 
There, I know there there was one. It, this one was like tied to forces. Oh, okay. But it, and it was like sort of a gotcha. There was a gotcha mechanic, and I pulled this weird little demon dude, and I'm like, who the heck is this? See, Sonic Forces like, Speed Battle. Yeah, I think that was it. But I'm gonna show you a picture of this guy. I pulled this dude in the gotcha, and I'm like, who the heck is this? That is a good question. This is not a Sonic character. No, that's not a He's apparently from Sonic Lost World. Uh, There are a bunch of weird demons in that, I guess. Um, And one of them is one of the dudes that you fight in Forces. Uh, You fight that red dude. And he's also in the running game. But I'm like, who the heck is this? What game is this from? Okay, the, the... What is going on? I know the red dude at least makes an appearance... In Sonic Forces. Yeah, he's one of the, like, the bosses incarnation that you fight. enemies. Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. Like, Y'all ain't Sonic characters? What the heck is this? So I, the the lore is beyond me. I don't understand it. Um. Um, I don't understand what is connected and what isn't. That's fair. And what matters and what doesn't. I didn't realize Blaze the Cat existed before Sonic 06. Oh, I was vaguely aware of her. Because I... I had had like looked longingly at some of the uh, Game Boy Advance games and they one of them was basically about Blaze the Cat. Yeah, she's from those. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how she's in Sonic 06, but she is, but I before doing some research on mainline Sonic games, I didn't realize that she was she had existed prior to that. Mm. Also, uh, if we want to talk about weird Sonic lore, uh, the Tumblr blog, thankskenpenders.tumblr.com, there will be a link in the as mentioned, um, is a treasure trove of just one fan's long journey through every Sonic the Hedgehog comic, period. Just taking taking a couple panels here and there to highlight points and talk about what's going on and the, the weird stuff going on around all the characters created by uh, the the eponymous Ken Penders, and who it is a ride. <laughs> and speaking speaking of Ken Penders in relation to this movie, that blog is great, and I definitely recommend you all read it. It was I spent like three or four days on it, and it was amazing. I keep it I keep it open up in all of in all of my browsers, just because she doesn't she's not updating as much as possible because she's making herself uh, a, a video game that's called a super lesbian animal rpg and like hey good on her i you know you you got to prioritize your projects but still once she's done with that she's going to get back on it so it's it's a good time but uh speaking of ken penders after the sonic movie uh he made some tweet about them not using sonic's like parents or like him being the first one to bring up the idea of Sonic having parents and why that wasn't in the movie. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised, of course he did, cuz boy, speaking of of people who just have a weird attachment to Sonic the Hedgehog. Like it I shouldn't say that Ken Penders's attachment is weird. It'd be like saying Chris Claremont's attachment to the X-Men is weird. It's, you know, he was doing, he was writing those books for 
years and years and years. And then he's the one guy who actually got to take his OCs and go home because of some weirdness with Archie's contracts. And Sega can't do anything, which is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, the, the legacy of Ken Penders is absolutely wild. I wish I could find this tweet, but. Well, if, I mean, if we I, do, we'll, we'll put it in the as mentioned. If not, then not, but of, when, of when, course when he had something come to out, It came out on Valentine's Day, so it was in February. I may actually be able to, to get back to it. Because uh, I'm already back, like, mid-April. He doesn't seem- he doesn't tweet, like, constantly. Thank god. That's- yeah, that's for the best, because- huh, Everybody- like, honestly, I think it's- it's kind of a shame, because you just know anytime he's tweeting, he's gonna be dropping eventually a picture of- of his graphic novel about his- his- the Sonic OCs he just- he got to- he got away with gets to make more comics about and like everyone's gonna just roast him because the art is weird yeah. unspeakably weird like look i'm not i'm not here to, to hate on anyone i can't draw that good but i do know what weird looks like and dear listener if if you don't know <laughs> okay so i found the tweet in a tweet on february 15th he states, I'll never know the answer to this, but I wonder if the lack of Sonic's parents in the movie is a result of me featuring them in stories before anyone else. They just seemed like obvious characters necessary to the growth and development of Sonic. Um, and I do remember when this was going around that that was untrue. He was not the first person. They had been... They were in the cartoon. One of, well, they had been was. in a... In a in a Japanese Sonic manga before they were in any of the Archie comics, but I, I don't remember exactly. I've linked the tweet. We'll we'll put it in the notes. You can read through people's replies to him. But like that was his the day after the movie came out. That's what he tweeted. Also, like it'd be a very different movie if Sonic had like living parents who were alive. That, that actually kind of undercut one of the things I actually kind of liked, because... Anyway, I guess that means we're about to go talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So, so are we ready yeah, to, uh, to, to dig into this one? Because it's a weird movie. Let's get one. into it. Oh. It's a weird movie. And, I, you know, we're going to do our normal thing and just, like, start with what's bad about it, because, like, I, I've, I've heard other podcasts, they only talk about the bad, and they just want to rag on it, and that... That's a shame, because, like, we're, you know, we're going to do our normal thing, what's bad, what's good, etc. I just, I think the, the biggest, weirdest thing, and I don't even know if this is bad, is that you can tell it was clearly, at some point, a very different and probably much worse movie. It was definitely a much worse movie. I've, I've heard through the grapevine that the description I've been given for the what the original movie was was that it was essentially like an alien invasion movie that just happened to have Sonic in it. Really? Um, like, all of the Echidna stuff at the beginning wasn't there. Uh, anything that was, you know, kind of a reference to Sonic wasn't there. It was made by people who did not really know about Sonic. And that there were just weird lizard lizard aliens. Oh, were they like going off Sonic Boom? Because I I know that one had like some no. Oh, different lizard they, aliens. It was just just 
lizard aliens, and it happened to have Sonic in it. I mean, there is there is a level where this movie is still all right. Plot beats happen, and Sonic is there? Question mark. But like, okay, here's here's one of my big problems is that I know it's supposed to be a buddy film, and that that Cyclops. Uh, I know his character's name is Tom, but he, he's the guy who played Cyclops. He's always going to be Cyclops to me. I'm very sorry, James Marsden. You deserve better, but he's Cyclops. And it's just, I know it's supposed to be a buddy film with Sonic and Cyclops, and, and it's about how they, like, bounce off each other and make the other into more full people. But there's a level where it's hard not to feel like Tom is the actual protagonist here. Like, Sonic's the hero, but, like, the guy who's having a lot of the journey is Tom, and it's just, I don't know, he's just trying to figure out his stuff while Sonic and Jim Carrey throw down. And, and like, look, in fairness, I don't think that's to the movie's detriment, because as, as the normal guy protagonist, uh, you could do worse. But it's just, it's weird that we have a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and they're like, okay, we have to ground this with some normal human dude because we yeah. can't just drop you in and say hey he's he's a he's a hedgehog who lives in a world with naturally occurring loop-de-loops buckle up <laughs> like there's no level where the weirdness of the lore of this movie is ever dropped on you in a all right buckle up way and i always feel that's a shame because you know me that's what i'm about i want to just Drop me in the weird place, just say go. Common Rider Forza, that's how they got me in. Because it's just, hey, guess what? You you believe that this kid puts on the belt and he hits some switches and he does a pose that, that this that this girl he knows taught him? Or you don't. Like, you're in or you aren't. You believe that Gentro Kisaragi is this dude who would jump off a bridge to catch a love letter to slam it down on this dude's desk and be like, hey, that girl went through all the trouble to write you a love letter. You freaking read it, dude. Like, you're in or you aren't. And Sonic is working so hard to get you in, and that is such to its detriment. Yeah, it's it's super weird, because that opening sequence where we're on Mobius, or what I assume is Mobius what I assume they're going to call Mobius. Like, that whole sequence was amazing. I really enjoyed that. Um, to the point where I kind of wish that Sonic would do what Smurfs did and just drop the live-action half and just do a full animated movie. It would be much better. Because, boy, the the comedy with, with Cyclops was... It wasn't great. Yeah, it's... Tom was also kind of a big sticking point for me. My From the beginning, I was... And this is going to get a little bit topical, but I didn't like that he was a cop. Yeah, hey, guess what? Um, we here at the Toe Network are still big, big supporters of Black Lives Matter, and if you have a problem with that, leave. I'm sorry, Sono um, Dubois. But it also, even in the trailers, I didn't like that he was a cop. But once the actual movie hit, not only do I not like him being a cop, for the sake of, you know, any cop media basically being pro-cop propaganda, it also doesn't really make sense. Because his entire conflict is that he's he's from this small town, and as a cop in this small town, he's doing these kind of weird 
menial non-cop things. Which, I don't know, I don't live in that rural of a town, so maybe that's just how cops are, is you call a cop to find your lost pet. But in my head, I'm like... Not in any place I ever doesn't lived. It make, doesn't it make more sense for that to be, like, a firefighter? Because you've got that old adage of the firefighter getting the cat out of the tree? Or really just, like... And you can build upon that. Yeah, or, or he's just a really cool guy. Like, he could do anything. He could work at the, the McDonald's. He could be the baker, and then that's how he gets to keep being the donut lord. But, I mean, even if you want to keep his thing of, like, he's he's this small-town cop who wants to do, act, air, heavy air quotes, actual cop things, and therefore wants to move to, like, L.A. to be part of a bigger police force, wouldn't that make more sense as, like, a firefighter where, you know, he's kind of called upon to do these menial things where, you know, he's helping get people's cats out of trees or, like, using the using the hose for, like, you know, like a, a little water thing for the kids in the summer, such and such. And he's like, but I could do so much more as a firefighter. I could save so many people and wants to be part of this, like, bigger fire department. Yeah, and boy, especially when you're like, oh yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco PD, there's nothing messed up in their history, I'm sure. Why do you want to be a part of that, bro? It makes so much more sense in my head for him to be, like, a firefighter or an EMT. And I feel like the reason that he's a cop, the only reason he's a cop, like, over anything else, is that it was an excuse for him to use a speed gun in that first scene. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, just have, like, have him be the baker at the at the grocery store and just have that be a weird hobby of his. Just have him, like, go out to the highway and track stuff with a speed gun because he's got nothing else going on in his or, life. Honestly, the guy with the speed gun can be anyone else because that bit doesn't really come back. Yeah, it really, it honestly doesn't matter as an introduction to him as a character. Yeah, like, as an introduction to Sonic, it's actually kind of cute. I think it's actually, it works quite well, because it, it tells you everything you need to know about Sonic. Okay, he's trying to stay hidden, but he's kind of a trickster. He's got a bit of an ego. He's interested in, like, how fat, in pushing his own limits. And, and so he's, you know, he's doing the thing, making the gun go off, you know, looking in through the back window. That's cool. That's a great introduction to Sonic. But for, for Tom, it's just, it's just not honestly most of the introduction to tom is just a lot of who cares we're we're not really even introduced to him in that scene so that could just be any cop also it it really doesn't need to be him there's no need for him to be a cop yeah and and sort of like just getting on the things that that like we don't need to be there i just want to throw out that like there are a lot of weird jokes throughout not a ton but a couple but there is there is one that just sticks out to me as as it's almost good writing, except it's not. And it's it's this bit where Jim Carrey's Robotnik rolls up to Tom's place and is like talking about how he's an orphan and like no one's ever loved him and that's why he prefers machines, etc. Which honestly, not a bad not a bad character introduction. I just want to be clear about that. I think it's it's very blunt, but fine. I, I kind of like that about him. But there's this bit where he's like, yeah, were you breastfed? 
I wasn't. And, and like, it just, it just sort of goes off on this weird thing. And it feels like the film is making some incredibly judgy stuff about Robotniks not being great at connecting to people. And like, sure, that, you know, that is sort of the source of his villainy because he prefers things he can control to people he can't and hey we've we've just created actually a really elegant origin story but it also feels like it's being just super judgy about hey if you didn't have a quote-unquote normal childhood you're bad or damaged or if you're just neurodivergent in some way and have trouble connecting with people that's bad of you Ooh, and it's just it's weirdly judgy i just it is it's it's really strange um yeah i'm gonna be upfront about this i don't like jim carrey i just don't like him um he freaks me out he makes me very uncomfortable i don't like him so i was not i've never been generous about him being robotnik in this movie um i the character design of him as robotnik i'm not as bothered by um i really didn't even think about the fact that he wasn't bald it didn't even occur to me as the movie was happening. Uh, I know that was a complaint that some people had. Understand. That's so. not my problem. Um, I honestly, I didn't even think of it. I mean, um, it, he until just... he shaves his head at the end of the movie, and then I'm like, oh wow, he he hasn't been bald this whole time. I did not even think about it. I mean, he just um, looks like a. If you're gonna have a Doctor Robotnik who exists in the real world. And that's kind of what you'd expect him to look like. You've got all the bits, the red, the mustache, but, you know, you, you aren't making him look like a literal Eggman. Yeah, and it's, I know Jim Carrey has said that he this was very much written and played in a way that this was the origin for Robotnik and how he kind of goes manic and becomes Eggman, and we see that transition in that post credit scene. Or mid-credits scene, whenever it happened. Yeah, it was in the credits. Um, which, anyway, I could go. I'll go on about that in a second. Once you're done, I'm sorry. And it's my the thing that bothered me. One was that Robotnik has a very specific voice that it didn't seem like Jim Carrey even attempted to do until that post-credits scene, which was which bothered me even more because I'm like, oh, you could have been approximating this the whole time, but you weren't. Mm. But I, you know, I can, if it's a thing that he was trying to build towards, I can kind of let that go. Um, I didn't like that his dance sequence was like a minute and a half long. <laughs> that felt like it went on forever. It, it did. It was way longer than it needed to be. But my biggest problem with the way Robotnik was portrayed in this movie um, is that there's a nuance to his ego that was wrong in this movie um robotnik's whole thing is always he is the smartest person in the room he is the he's the smartest mm. where in this movie his entire way of portraying that was to call other people dumb and that's not who robotnik really is especially not a modern robotnik um he recognizes that other people in the room are smart it's just that he is smarter he thinks he's five steps ahead when he's actually one step behind and that's kind of the joke of robotnik where 
I don't know, it, I was really bothered by him spending the entire movie calling everyone around him stupid. It's a nuance. Mm. Like, it seems like it should be the same thing, where, you know, him saying he is smart and him saying everyone else is dumb sound like it should be the same thing, but it's not. No, it, it really isn't. Because he, it's not that he sees Sonic as... The traditional Robotnik Sonic dynamic is not that he sees Sonic as a thing or as stupid. He sees him as a proper rival. And he understands that Sonic is smart and that Sonic has outsmarted him. And he just sees that as bad luck. He still believes himself to be the smartest person in the room. But not, but not that everyone else in the room is stupid. And I'm kind of repeating myself on this point, but it's... It's a thing that really bothered me that that was a nuance that just didn't come across. And having Robotnik punch down felt very weird. Yeah, I mean, especially since, like, there were a couple moments where, where him and his, I forget his, his like, fr- his assistant's name. Uh, Stone. Yeah, thank you. Because remember, he has the, the rock at the end. Oh, right, okay. Good, good catch, yeah. But... Like, there's that bit where he's like, yes, I want a goat milk latte. I love the way you make them. Like, that's such a great humanizing moment. But yeah, the rest of the movie, he's just, he's slagging on everyone. Like, he rolls yeah, up like on... like, even Stone. What's that? Like, even Stone. Yeah, he's, also he does Stone. That too. Like, that, that moment with the lattes, that was the most Robotnik line. I was like, that's it. That's how he treats everyone. He's still yelling at him. Because he wants to assert his dominance, but he's praising him. Yeah, because hey, you did a good thing. I'm a I'm a mega genius. Also, hey, this thing that is too small for me to worry about. Because like, why would you know? He's he is Doctor Ivo Robotnik. Why does he care about a goat? Why does he care about knowing how to make a goat milk latte? But you know what? You, my friend, you're very good at it. That's why I like having you around. You're competent at the things that are frankly beneath me. But like. Saying, you are good at this thing that I don't care about, or rather, this thing that I don't know how to do is still, like, a humanizing thing. Or not even don't know how to do, it's just, yeah, I like the way you do this. That I don't want to deal with. Yeah, it's, like, like it's... It is, it is a... It was the moment that felt the most like Robotnik, and everything else, he just felt mean. Like, Robotnik is evil, but he's not mean. Well, he doesn't have to be, because being mean is being petty. And he's not petty, he is a genius. Like that's like you said, that's why he has a rival in the fastest creature alive. Like, he's clever. He has a weird animal instinct you know, intelligence to him, and now it's it's man versus beast. Like, that's how he would see it. It's not I'm fighting this guy because he's stupid, because that's a silly thing. Why would you care? They're stupid. But yeah, just I'm sorry. Did did I totally derail your point? Or no, no, like that. That really is. That's it. Really, it's just it. I don't know why he cared so much about anything because all he did was walk around and talk about how how stupid everyone is and you and how beneath him everything he was doing was. Yeah, which like that's. I mean, we've talked about that with uh, I think Guinness. Guinness in in Zhuoger. Oh yeah, like that was that like his thing wasn't this is beneath me. It's just oh, this is boring. This is dumb. Nah, I'm not engaged. Like 
okay, major villain. Way to way to get me on board. And and sort of I know we're not supposed to like Robotnik, but we should at least like him as a villain. Yeah. I mean And it there was nothing to like in there was nothing to really get me invested in what he was doing because he just he didn't seem to enjoy it was weird. He he was acting like he enjoyed it because of the way he was being written, but nothing he said made me think he actually wanted to be doing anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, because every time he brought out his robots, he's like, yeah, they're better than people. All of you humans are stupid. And now he's just going to go and, and have them do things because those are the things he's told to do, but he doesn't seem to care. And then he gets hold of the, the like the lightning sonic quill and but he never like starts being like, I need more of this. Like at least if he was in everyone he can still be everyone is stupid, but I need this and and that that rodent is in my way. I you could do something there, but they never quite nail that. Like after a while they just seem to want him to be on a revenge kick, but it's like, well, just wait for him to drop another quill. It's not going to be a thing. One is apparently enough to power uh, an anti-gravity super speed flying machine. Why do you need more, dude? Just take it with you. If you have more, that means someone could steal it. Even if you think everyone is too stupid. But it's just He didn't feel like Robotnik. No. And, and sort of just jump on to, to a thing you mentioned. I don't like when they do... Let's take the character, this this character who has a recognizable look, and make them not have that look until the end of the movie. Let them start out as the recognizable character, or lean into your new interpretation. Because you, you can't do both. It's not fun. It's not fair, kind of. Because if, what if someone actually really liked the, the, the sort of, like, I don't even know what to call his look, but... The, the Jim Carrey Robotnik from most of the movie. Okay, that's your Robotnik. Well, at the end of the movie, you can't have that anymore. I mean, I at least appreciate until they, they waited until a credit scene and are like, this is for the next movie. Yeah, but when they show up for the next movie, like, they don't get their Robotnik. Everyone, like, look, classic Sonic people, I, you know, I finally get my Robotnik in the sequel. Admittingly, I was actually pretty okay with the design they had for Jim Carrey Robotnik, but you know what I mean. Like, pick yeah. a design and do it or don't. Don't don't do this half measures thing where like you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. I don't I don't appreciate it. And and I guess since we like talked about some bits there, I just want to throw out my last thing that just kind of got on me about the movie, and it is such a silly, like granular thematic nonsense thing but i don't like the bits where they're like sonic you have this special power that no one else has and it's so magical and wonderful and by the end of the movie his his thing isn't uh it's 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 supposed to be about him like hey i can embrace this thing and now that i've found my community i don't have to hide anymore I can show what I can do. I, I can be the thi I can be the person I always really was because I have friends and community who care about me. But that's not what they do. They instead they do like, no, Jim Carrey, this is my power. I will not let you misuse it. And it's just a weird that whole bit hit me so 
just sideways. I don't know what it is, but it, it felt more like it's like his character arc is, you know, lonely boy who has a ball. Someone else stole his ball and he's taking his ball back. And like, that's like, all he does is just kind of get reset to the person he was at the start of the movie. Like, it, it doesn't feel like a growth. The bit that feels like the growth is later on when Tom gives him a room. And I think that, you know, that's cute. But, like, your fight with the end boss is supposed to be about, hey, we've got these differing views of the world, and now we fight, and unless we have a thing that undercuts this, sub, you know, on a, on a, on a thematic level, the way we fight and what we fight about, that's my character arc. Because... I, I couldn't have overcome this fight unless I had finally grown into the person I was meant to be. And the person he's meant to be just seems to be a guy who has a thing. And that, I don't know, just kind of sucked. It was, it was really weird. It was a very weird setup and payoff. I mean, I guess they needed kind of a three-act structure reason to get Sonic out of his world and into the new world and a thing for them to fight over. And I get that. It just, it's weird because they then, they introduce the echidnas early on. Mm. So I don't know what this is going to mean for Knuckles. Because obviously we're building to Knuckles. Yes. I don't understand how he knows Tails. Yeah, that's, like, they can't be friends. Sonic has never had a friend until he, until he met Tom. But, like, Tails knows, knew who he was at the end of the movie. And, I mean, Tails has, he had the little light trail when he was flying. So he's also got, like, is there just, do some people have powers? And he knows about Sonic and is sent to find him? Maybe, maybe, like, like, ran together when they were kids. I don't know. Maybe. it's But we never saw it. It's very weird. Yeah. I mean. And it's, it's weird because he's never, never within Sonic the Hedgehog as a franchise has this been treated as like a superpower? No. And especially not like an electricity based superpower. Yeah. Um, Sonic's just fast. He's just a dude who can run really fast. Because there are people with superpowers. <laughs> Blaze and Silver and Shadow. I mean, arguably Tails, because again, Tails can run just as fast and also he can freaking fly. He can He can carry himself through the air by his butt. Like, I guess Knuckles is, is strong. I don't know if he's, like, stronger than... I don't know if he's, like, abnormally strong. But, like, Sonic was never a dude with a superpower. He was just a dude who runs really fast and is, like, a, a cocky teenager. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't have a problem with the energy power thing. It's just, they did, like, what did they do with it? I don't... Yeah, it's it's just kind of a MacGuffin. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to do with you know, it's folded into who this guy is. Especially since it only comes up when it's, like, dramatically interesting and, you know, fine, but... Uh, I mean, I guess that's why he's reading the Flash comics, because him and the Flash got a very similar thing going on. You know, what with the lightning in their speed and whatnot, but... Yeah, it's... It's just real... It's just framed very strangely. Yeah, and I'm sure that's, that's probably a lot of just artifacting of this being kind of a... a horrible kludge of a movie <laughs> that they just that they just like slammed together after they realized wait we are doing the wrong thing by not making a movie by not caring about this movie that we're making 
after he spent all this money on the license. What? But we made him so realistic. Everyone is screaming. Why? Oh, he was... The original design was bad. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where you can, like, hey, good, we're still talking about what's bad. Like, you can see, like, I can understand every individual, like, out of context, not as, like, a whole moving creature. I can see why every one of those those design choices happened. But boy, put together, they are just so... I can understand most of them. There is one, it was my it was my initial big sticking point, and I'm still not over it. Go off. The original design, he did not have socks. Yeah. He had the shoes, he did not have socks, and it made me so upset. And walking out of that movie, a thing that I talked about with my friends was, there's that scene where the niece, like takes off the shoes and, like, brings him the new shoes, and you see him just in the, the worn-out socks. And we're like, he didn't originally have socks. We would have had to see the horrible human feet they gave Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. We would have had to see that. Yep. Oh, so many weird design choices. And I, I hate it. I... I don't like the idea of sneakers being worn without socks in general. No, it, mm, I, it's it's unsavory. It, it skeeves me. It skeeves me out. No, that's yeah. I'm I know people do it and fine, but it skeeves me out. And I I hated the that was like the one thing I hated about that design. It was a bad design, but I could have lived with it mm. because I didn't expect I didn't learn about this movie expecting it to be better than that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sort of the thing. When someone said to be live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, that was exactly what I pictured. Mm-hmm. But I could not get past him not wearing socks. It was viscerally upsetting. And I'm if, if I'm glad for any change that was made to that movie, it's that he had socks and that we didn't have to see a scene with his horrible human... F- yeah, that... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just... You have to laugh. No, I'm making everyone live with that knowledge. Yeah, no, that's... Everyone has to realize what we were saved from. I just, I just... It it just keeps coming back to me like, look, you either have to make him look like a hedgehog hedgehog, or you have to let him look like the cartoon they did. Anywhere in the middle is just so wrong. Just doesn't, doesn't work. But, I mean, I, I feel like those are the, the biggest sticking points, and a lot of them, I think, can be blamed on... Well, a lot of them were pretty clearly fixed around the time they realized, wait, we can't just slap a name on this and get all the money? And then, you know, they brought in a whole team, uh, including uh, lead Sonic designer Tyson Hess, which is, I think, the only way he should ever be referred to. Uh, as just, you have to say the whole thing, it's like a tribe called Quest. Uh, just, I'm so glad they brought in lead Sonic designer Tyson Hess to, to fix things, and one imagines probably also helped them iron out the, uh, the wrinkles in the bad movie that it used to be. Because, man, I would love to get a hold of the original script, just to see what they were gonna do. Because, like, I, I feel like it's gotta be out there. I'm sure it is. I just have never realized I wanted to see it until 
exactly this moment, but just there's so many you can see just in in his let me let me explain my deal sequence vis a vis uh Green Hills, Colorado, which like look, I still think that was a cute joke. It was. It didn't make quite as much sense after they added the real Green Hill Zone to the movie. But I imagine by that point they'd already, like, filmed it, and it, at least if they have a name for the town, it, you know, Sonic can talk about, like, hey, I'm here. But, like, in a lot of those scenes, you can tell, like, that was gonna be a much longer sequence. <laughs> like, the bit with the dude trying to catch him in traps, and it's just not going, and... Oh, that... Okay. I I can confirm the, the actual scene where he shows the, like, Sonic meme drawing and calls in the Blue Devil, which was a really funny scene. That was in the original movie. The so- the bad drawing Sonic meme was not a, a revised edition, but that scene was supposed to be, like, ten minutes long. That would be terrible. Of that dude going on and on about, like this thing in the woods and how he was sure it was out there like that was supposed to be a long horrifying scene and not like a cute joke nod to the fandom that's i don't i don't like that i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they they clearly edited a lot of those things down honestly like that's that's okay you know actually let's get into the good stuff cuz i feel like that's about all for the bad stuff and a lot of the bad stuff is just really in the DNA of the movie, which is just like, it shouldn't have been as good as it was. No, it, it shouldn't have been. And I think, honestly, the only reason it it was good, I feel like we would, even you and I would be a lot harsher on this movie as it is if the prior bad stuff had not been known. Yes. Yeah. Just knowing the, knowing the story arc of this movie, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would be... Because, I mean, it's... And I liked it. I liked this movie a lot. I, I it's, it's not some, you know, masterpiece of cinema, but it's a good Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's fun. It's cute. It it does everything it needs to. And, and I mean, okay, my, the big thing I like about it, I'm just gonna, just gonna go in for it, is that yeah, go off. honestly it's very well structured i mean again the and i think a lot of it is because of how much they had to edit around you know just the footage they had because they're spending all that money i hope they you know i hope they spent all that money cuz i know in in hollywood a lot of the the people doing cgr just don't get paid sometimes and that sucks but whatever i'm i'm going to go on the hope that they did get paid because they 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 made the movie because there's only so much you can do and they aren't going to spend all that money again doing reshoots so they just gotta hack together as much of it as they can so you know honestly i feel like the editor on the film or editors whoever deserves some some recognition because on top of everything else it's just so well structured because okay you've you've got you've got your character he does his introduction boom you get the villain he does his introduction and his introduction comes when the hero is at his like he's having his his moment of emotional crisis that that sends the rest of the movie in into place 
and and then we we have Sonic and Robotnik, and they're just they're this pair of orphans who who never found a place to belong. And you've got Sonic as someone who's willing to admit that he needs people, and Doctor Robotnik as someone who's trying to pretend that he doesn't need people, that he's beyond the need for people, even though like you know he has his homeboy Stone, but you know whatever. And he's you know he's trying to reject everyone else before he can get rejected and. And then into the middle of that, we have Tom, who's trying to decide what to do with his life. Is he going to go be in the big city and and sort of push away the fact that his small town needs him? Or is he going to admit that he needs his small town too and, and stay home? And honestly, on a structural level, that's actually very clever. And it's much better than I would have imagined it was going to be. And I just... That's my. That's the thing I like most about the movie is just, again, like even knowing all of the 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 problems they had that got them to this point. Hey, at least they got to a good place. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun movie. It's Sonic felt like Sonic, which even if Robotnik felt off, like I can live with that. That's fine. It like building a new Robotnik is fine. I don't mind that nearly as much as I would would have minded building a new Sonic. Yes. Like, this this felt like a good start for Sonic as a character. He's, it felt like a natural start for him. He felt like who he was, who he is. I like that he does actually kind of start out trying to pretend he doesn't need others because he doesn't have access to others. Yeah. Where Robotnik has access to others but doesn't is, again, like you said, doing, like, reject before he can get rejected, and as soon as Sonic is not- as soon as Sonic has access to other people, he's like, I want this. Please accept me. Even though I'm just this- like, honestly, putting him in the real world was such a bad move, because even though they fixed the design, it's a good design. Like, you imagine seeing that? Yeah. Sorry, it would- like, it's Lovecraftian madness. Like, you just, you, no one is the same after that, except in this movie, because he's a friendly guy. Also, I just remembered my one other bad thing, because we're, we're mentioning Robotnik, and I was, we didn't get a city escape sequence. And look, I know that's just fan service, but Robotnik, his new design includes a giant truck and Sonic, and they're in San Francisco, one of the hilliest cities in the world. How did we not ha get a city escape? I yeah, it, it's, I, I I don't know. if Maybe that's something they want to like save for when they're doing something closer to Sonic Adventure as a plot. Yeah. During the dance sequence, he did have Crush Forty uh, on that playlist, though. So there there was apparently a little nod to it, but it's it's a shame that you didn't get like a couple chords from City Escape or something like while he was driving his truck in somewhere in the beginning. Just. You know, like that's his entrance thing, the just the the bass guitar doom 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 doom. Like, okay. But they just it's it's not a bad thing because it's it's a missed opportunity, not like an active thing they did wrong. So it's again I'm wondering if maybe they're saving it for something a little closer to when they want to touch on Sonic Adventure. I don't know how many of these movies they plan to make. Yeah, see, um, that's that's why I always I like, the Battle Angel Alita movie, I appreciate that they're just like, okay, what's the cool stuff we want to do? 
well, we can't do the stuff in the Sky City yet, right? So what can we do down here? Well, we can do some martial arts fighting. We can do the, the motorball. Like, we could save motorball for, for the sequel, but we're probably not... We, I like the fact that in Alita, it's just, you can tell they were thinking, we might not get a sequel. Let's put the cool stuff in now. Because yeah. why, why wait with the cool stuff? Like, everyone always thinks, oh, we can just put it in the sequel. What if you never get the sequel? Why would anyone watch the sequel? Well, that's, that's the Power Rangers problem. Yeah. Oh. Unfortunately. Though I feel like if it wasn't for selling it off to Hasbro, and thus Hasbro wanting to start over the cinematic franchise, they could, I feel like they might have gotten there. I feel like it, because like, the problems with that movie are many, and we could do a whole one of these episodes on that movie, but it doesn't have the same things to recommend it as to, uh, as the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but it has other things that recommend it. Like, it's got a yeah, it's, good heart. Again, it's... I, I liked that movie a lot. I feel like a second movie would have been incredible because I feel like the biggest detriment of that movie is that there was just so much they had to set up. Yeah. And it takes up the whole movie. Yeah. Where, you know, once you get a second movie, everything's established. So then there's room. Yes. For everything. And like, okay, as a guy who likes his, his, you know, dense, compressed storytelling, even I was like, okay, this movie needs more movie more room to breathe yeah because it's because it's not dense storytelling it's just an hour and a half of establishing everything because like you have to establish the old rangers you have to establish five main characters you have to establish your villain you have to establish your villain plot you have to establish her like the relationship between her and zordon like, there's just too many things, and it, there's really no way around it, unfortunately, yeah. in a Power Rangers movie. You need all of those elements. Yeah, otherwise and that movie I doesn't work. That version isn't there. Where I think a second movie for that movie would have been incredible, because that stuff's all out of the way, so you've got room for all of the good things that movie had to offer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Back to Sonic, Where because this, this could easily turn into a, a thing about Power Rangers. We should do one about Power Rangers. I We should. We'll we'll see where we land in the, the hiatus episodes. Yeah. But it's I feel like the the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie will probably be Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles compressed into one movie. Um, because Sonic 2 doesn't have a much different yeah, I mean, storyline like you just need to introduce tales, and you can do that in the first half of the movie. Yep, and then in the second half of the movie, introduce Knuckles. Yeah, because he's he's a great antagonist, but he's also a misguided antagonist, and that's how you reveal. Oh no, Robotnik's back. Yeah, and and then like the third movie would then be Sonic Adventure, or even even kind of like meshing Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, because you're going to want to get to Shadow as soon as you can. Yeah. and just You're going to want to give the kids Shadow. And you also want to give me Rouge the Bat. And I, immediately. I need Metal Sonic in there sometime. Well, Metal Sonic you can get in the second movie. Because that was... that Metal Sonic has been around for a while. Or, well, there was like Robo Sonic? It wasn't originally Metal Sonic, but you can just make them all Metal Sonic. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Just, I love, I love the Metal Sonic design is the thing that's... Oh, it's so good. It's, it's just so good. Top tier, like the jet turbine as his torso. That's just because, like, that's what you can do. Is you know, you've got 
Robotnik in the other in the other dimension, and he builds he builds Metal Sonic kind of as both this personal antagonist for himself, but is also like. I'm gonna make Sonic, but better. Yeah. I'm gonna make a better Sonic than he could ever be. And that's how he gets and back. And then use that to, like, you know, you yeah, if I put the Chaos Emerald in the Metal Sonic, then I can go back and show Sonic how much better my Sonic is. And that's how you fold in Knuckles. Where at the same time, you've got Tails meeting Sonic and being like, oh, you're, you're one of us. I, like doing this whole thing where Sonic now has this debate between does he stay in his new home or does he explore this kind of other life and then he doesn't really have a choice because Robotnik comes back with the Chaos Emeralds and then you move him into Mobius for the third movie. And that would be just lovely. (laughs) Though I guess if it's sort of a Sonic Adventure thing, well I guess that's when he comes back anyway. Just sort of looping that back around to to the the city escape. I do want to throw out that much as I could, I could, I don't know how people reacted to the the Robotniks robots not being, you know, the badniks, the the recognizable animal form robots. I act, I really enjoyed the design they gave him because, yeah, he's he's got this sleek Apple iPod meets military drone look to everything, and like the the big carbot that chases Sonic and Tom. That was really great, actually. Yeah, they they did have a really good chase sequence. Like they they got like Robotnik felt like a like he was a threat. I mean, he's he's not like yes. the character you'd want, but he's a threat, and I appreciate that. And and even though they they definitely gave him his own aesthetic, it is still his aesthetic. Like his robots feel like his robots, and that's cool. Yeah, no, that, like, I did like those designs a lot. Um, I wonder if, you know, we'll see more badniky robots now that he's in another world and we're kind of leaning more into Eggman. Also, okay, speaking of that other world, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, who is created as, like, the snarky anti-Mario, looking at the Mushroom Kingdom, I'm sorry, Mushroom Planet, and just going, like, Oh yeah, that's terrible. It stinks. There's nothing there but mushrooms. Why would anyone want to go there? Like, if we if there's not a joke about Robotnik, you know, hating the smell and wishing there was a plumber around to like make the smell go away, like what are we even doing? I That was that was very funny. It was I don't know anyone who didn't read that as kind of a very cute dig at Mario. Like neither do I. I'm I'm glad it's not just me i just think it's it's really clever in a really subtle way also speaking of the use of the rings as like these these cool magic teleporter things that was really clever i was not sure what they were going to do with the rings because why would there be rings (laughs) why why would they be there it does, I'm wondering, I don't think that was a thing in the original version of the movie, but it is a, a thing that has precedent, especially within the 2D platformer Sonic. Um, yeah, I mean, there's that's how you get you, to the, you would the special zone. through rings to, yeah, you would go through the special zone. Um, even a lot of later games have, like, goal rings at the end, and I think that's how you kind of indicate that you're going in and out of worlds. Um, so that was kind of a cute bit of of tying into the actual Sonic like world lore. But it's just you know like it's after reading a lot of the Thanks Ken Penders blog, 
it's neat seeing that even the comics haven't been sure what to do with the rings most of this time. So it was kind of nice to see that the movie had a good idea for them. Yeah. They're just how you get around to places. And you just, you think about a place, you throw the ring, and then you get to go there. And just just that little line of, of yeah, this is how everyone gets around. Or maybe I'm a met, maybe I'm thinking that's somewhere else. I could, I could. No, that was that was somewhere in the movie. It's just like that's how we do things. Yeah, that's how every civilized species, except you guys, get around. That's why I figured I'd hide out here. Like that's great. That's a it's a fun little thing. Also, there was on the map there was like a little there was one of the planet that had the the Sega Saturn logo on it, and I'm just I like oh, I yeah. like to think that if he went to that one, he'd meet uh, Sega Tashiro or or his son. Like, you know, Hiroshi Fujioka, or his son, whatever. Like, they can just hang out. I mean, I would love, I would love if they did something like that and got Hiroshi Fujioka just kind of to rival, um, Detective Pikachu. Yes. Um, I can't remember the actor's name. Ken Watanabe? The, no, no, um, he, the... Shinosuke from Drive. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Was red in the beginning. Yeah, where um, he's red. So, you know, just a little Common Rider versus Common Rider. That would be pretty sick, actually. Y'all know Rider 1 would dunk upon Shinosuke pretty dang Yeah, hard. I just... Man, now that's all I want. <laughs> just, just a little guest appearance. Why? Because. How's he listed in the credits? Segata Sanjiro. What's that? I guess that must be that old Japanese dude who did some judo. It was amazing. Bless Hiroji Fujio. Seriously, like, Bless he's he's a dude who is so, like, dead serious, but at the same time he's willing to to make himself into this sort of figure of fun. Like, I love, I love yeah, him. he's great. His Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> he's amazing. Like, every, most tweets will just end with a little ad for how he has his own coffee shop. But if, if you, like, run it through the Google Translate, it's almost everyone is just about, like, hey, man, have a care about how you navigate the world. Show love and respect to each other. Like, he even threw one up in English once, not too long ago, where he's just like, hey, we must, all, we must have love for one another. Not, not only romantic love, but all kinds of love. We must care about each other. And I'm like, yeah, go off, Hiroshi Fujioka. Good man. Good yeah. man. He's just, he's the best dude. <laughs> um, okay, circling back to Sonic, there's just also just a nice little, like, they, they'd done the joke with the guy trying to trap him, and they, like, called him Crazy Eddie, something like that. I forget something the guy's like name. That, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. They, you know, it's like, they call him Crazy, and then just there's a, a nice payoff to that at the end of the movie. It's like, yeah, you should call him Observant Eddie. Paying attention, like, Eddie. Like, yeah, he knew I was the out there time. the whole time. None of y'all figured anything out. Yeah, that's just, that's a great little, I just, I thought that was a nice, warm little thing. Also, okay, just as far as Sonic touches go, the bit where he picks up the turtle. Oh, that was, oh, that, was, that, was an incredible, that was an incredible way to start the like, movie. Like, hey, a, a friend of mine had a problem with uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, right? Where... Where it's like, okay, we start out with this kid, and he like he's getting into a fight with other kids because they're like they're messing with a the cat, they're messing with this helpless little animal, and then we cut to him years later after he's been out in the stars, and he's just like kicking these these other little animals around, and and she's just like, well, 
are we supposed to like think that that he's the same kid like he hasn't grown up because that's sort of what the rest of the movie is saying but here he is he's changed he's sort of devolved he's turned into this worst person because he's just he's using all these animals as props he's just kicking them around that sucks and like i i got a different read myself but yeah you know i feel like that's that is what happened because he was taken in by these like awful people that taught him to be awful to survive and like it's it's an interesting thing and and then we have this this sort of like the contrast with hey what sonic do when he sees he's like he's doing his his speed runs out in front of the cop car and he sees someone who just can't do that who can't even come close who's who's living life on this completely different level he's just like hey man you want to see something amazing and just he's running with the turtle with like the turtle has a smile on his face is it's just like as the speed sort of like peeling it back and then eventually like puts him back down like hey here's where you were going and the turtle's just like shaking because uh he just saw infinity <laughs> i mean you look for a turtle like yeah there's that bit like where he like where like he, he like holds a turtle out and the turtle like flies out of his hand and then he just he zooms back grabs him just cooks back into the screen that was a really fun sequence. Yeah, it was it was really cute. It gave so much of Sonic's personality. It was such a great introduction to him as a character. And that and honestly, like, it's so it's built upon in such a neat way when we when we get to the baseball bit, when he has his, his emotional sort of explosion that, you know, sets the whole movie in motion. Yeah. And I think that's it's neat that they give him like his introduction is when he's running. Heck, the, the freeze frame, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Well, let me tell you. Like, that's him running, and his, his emotional breakdown is when he's running. Honestly, that's very clever. I like that, you know, our introduction to him, because Sonic's entire arc is about his need to connect to someone. That's, that's what his whole emotional arc is. When he has his breakdown, it's because he's alone, and he just is not allowed to reach out to anyone because he's so afraid of what his power means. But when we're introduced to him as seen before, and it's with this turtle, we see him connecting with this turtle. He's He wants to connect so badly that he will pack bond with anything and everything. And that's such a great setup for the arc that's coming, especially when we then see him not really able to connect to anyone else, and then breaking down about it. Yeah, and I, I swear I really love that breakdown. Like I've, I've, I can see what people mean when they call it like contrived, where it's like, why would he do this? Blah 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 blah. You know, whatever. Fine. I understand where they're coming. I from. don't know though. I don't see. I, I don't feel it's contrived, because speed is like running is the one thing he knows how to do. It's this outlet for him. So, of course, he's gonna, when he's distressed, he's gonna push that. I mean, when apparently, for my grandmother, when her mother passed away, she started, like, jogging every day. Yeah, I look. Because it was the only way she knew how to deal with it. Sometimes, just, when your big outlet is physical motion, and, like, that's the only thing he knows how to lean into. There's nothing else he can do. because yeah, he has literally nothing else. I mean, we, we saw his little bungalow, you know, his little burrow, and, like, what's he got? He's got some moldy, 
Flash comics and some music, and what's he going to do? What what are those going to offer him, right? It's it's like I said, I can see why people say it. I don't agree. I I really yeah, like, like it, especially because like one of the things in his borough is a ping pong table, which is a two player game. Yep. And that's so perfect for, like, again, showcasing what his ability is, but also that he is really alone. <laughs> and and the, the whole thing at the baseball field when he's just, he's playing every part. And, and like, they, they, they have the bit where it's, like, him in the, the psychologist's office. It's like, yeah, do you think all this loneliness has, has sort of made you dissociate and, you know, act a little weird? No, Doc, I don't think that at all. Like, they find some fun gags that are also really revelatory of him as a character and like again i can see why people say it i don't agree i think it actually it's a really sweet thing and it's it's really i like that sonic gets to be vulnerable because honestly like i'm thinking about it there aren't a lot of these kinds of characters like these these sort of bad boy snarky guys who who get to headline a movie or, or run you know, they're they're the main characters of video games who get to be this kind of, like, nakedly in need of people. Just, like, he's lonely. And that's real. And it it's so real, like, he's got tears in his eyes while he's just running at light speed around the bases. Like, he's so alone and messed up, he's, you know, he's talking to himself. And there's a point where even that doesn't work for him anymore. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's really beautiful. Yeah, and it's like I remember a lot of a lot of people saying a lot of you know his his the emotional core of Sonic in this movie felt kind of off and contrived, and I, I a lot of people responding to that would like Sonic has always been about friendship. Sonic has always needed his friends. That's the point. That's what the series is about. It's about you know doing cool stuff together. I mean that's why that that's why he has that just menagerie of weird animal people that are just populate his world. Why? Because he has friends. He makes new friends. Like, there's Amy Rose and she wants to date him. It's like, no, that's not happening. But, like, he still keeps making new friends because that's what he do. And it's just, it's nice. I just, I feel so bad because, like, we're talking about the good stuff and, like, I feel like we should be mentioning, like, Sonic and Tom's interactions, but... I feel like that was one of the less interesting parts of the movie. It's not even bad. It's just, you know, it's it's so standard buddy cop that there was nothing really revelatory. Like, the, the scene at the dive bar was fun. It was a really fun scene. Um, like, I love, I love kind of the Sonic moving faster than existence where, you know, the world is frozen around him and we see him just kind of having fun messing with stuff. That's a fun scene, and I love that when it happens in anything. Oh, yeah. It was funny in Futurama. It was funny in this. It, they, I'm sure they did, they did some cool stuff with Kabuto in it. Uh, Never quite with that sort of sense of humor, sadly. No. I wish they had. I know that... Uh... The X-Men movies, uh, a couple of them did some of those scenes with Quicksilver, and they were amazing. So it's like, those, I loved that. It was, it was very fun. Like, that was fun to watch, but it wasn't, like, there was nothing written in that that felt revelatory to the genre or to Sonic. Yeah. 
or even to Tom, because Tom is just a straight man. That's His job is to be the buzzkill, and that's what he do. Oh, though that does remind me of one of the, the good jokes when he's just like, okay, San Francisco, yeah, it's that way. And Sonic just takes off, and then he just comes back. Oh, yeah. No, and he's just like, he's got like seaweed on him. No, I, I, Too far. Yeah, I hit the ocean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where any of these things are. Those, I mean, again, that's that's a good joke because it's just about you know these characters and their situation. It is a situation comedy, but yeah, it's it's like it's not Cause, deep. Because the joke is Sonic could run so fast that he could get to the Pacific Ocean and back, and that's a joke that will you can't do that in every buddy cop movie. You can only do it in this one where one character can run that fast. And like I, you know, I haven't. I haven't seen the Justice League movie. Maybe the Flash gets some good jokes like that. I kind of doubt it because the Justice League movie looks really joyless. But is the Flash in that? Yeah. Okay. I don't even know who's in. I don't even know what members of the Justice League they've put in that movie. That's how engaged with with the DC cinematic universe I am. You know, you're better off. Like, watch Wonder Woman. Maybe watch Aquaman. Aquaman's not a smart movie, it's not a good movie, but, you know, it's a fun movie. I've heard it's not one of the bad ones. No, it's not so. bad. Which... I've I've heard Shazam was fun, which I feel like is only because they tried to make it a Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't, because this is the stupidest thing. I'm just like, I have some very specific thoughts about what the the adult form is supposed to look like. He's supposed to look like a square. Like, just some... Like, imagine, like... Tommy Lee Jones in the 90s like that or, or like Tommy what Tommy Lee Jones must have looked like in the 70s right young Tommy Lee Jones that's what I'm imagining and they get and they the guy they got is sort of a man child like he just he looks very he's trying very hard to be young and, and like that's not as funny to me as like okay imagine imagine a Tommy Lee Jones like just this granite faced dude just like yes i would like to buy beer because i'm an adult it's it's a thousand times funnier if it comes out of them if it comes from a face that you wouldn't expect to be saying it yeah but yeah the flash is in it um i don't know if he's any good but uh anyway uh anyway the flash yeah sonic likes the flash that makes sense he's a lonely guy who escapes into comic books i'm sure i have no idea what that's like no, not at all. Honestly, why, would I, why would I know anything about I, I do that? appreciate how how kind of I know it's I get frustrated how often people demand that characters be relatable, but Sonic is a really relatable guy cuz he's you, you learn very quickly that all his coolness and stuff like that's a that's a put on. He's he's actually just this this scared kid who just wants someone to tell him he's okay. And that's that's beautiful, and I like that he gets that at the end. Like the bit where where Tom and his wife—I feel terrible because, that I don't remember her name—but you know she's not really much of a, a presence in the movie. Sorry. Um, but when they they're like, "Hey, Sonic, we you have a room. You are our son now." Like that was really beautiful. That was really fun. Like the the movie had it's. I mean, okay. This is. Let's just go ahead into the overall thinks about the movie because, like, we've already talked about what we like and don't. Because, like, my overall think is it is like a hundred times better than it needed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's, I mean, my my overall think I kind of said, but it's this isn't 
a groundbreaking movie, but it didn't need to be. It's a good Sonic movie. It's a cute start to a Sonic franchise that feels like Sonic. Like, I, I don't know how, how the hardcore people who've been, you know, ride or die, own all the Sonic stuff, have have the, the cartoon on DVD, uh, and also every episode, like, on VHS that they taped off the TV. Like, I don't know how they took it, but as, as like, a casual fan with, again, just an amount of engagement with the with what I think the series should be that is in no way commensurate with my actual investment. Like, this is this is a, this is good. This is a good start. Like, again, you can tell that they had to make this good start out of a thing that was not at all a good start. <laughs> but still they you can tell they, they pulled it out of the fire. And that's not nothing. Like it's impressive that that like it's it's a marshmallow that caught fire and they just they took off the 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 blackened out outer part and it's like eh, you know this gooey bit's still good we put it on some chocolate and some graham cracker boom and they stuck it in a s'more. Um, I mean, from what I can tell, it was fairly well received by the fandom. It seemed to generally everyone was generally pretty happy with it. I gotta say, I'm I'm so happy for the Sonic fandom that they got what I never did. At least not until the Bumblebee movie. That was actually quite good. But, like, I did not like any of the live-action Transformers movies. I only, I only saw, saw the first one, but I didn't... The first one just made me so mad I didn't bother with any of the others. See, I only saw the third one. Um, because we went to see it in IMAX, and we went into the city for that, so I got to see some friends in the city who I didn't... who I hadn't met in person before. Uh, so that was, that was my impetus to go and see this movie. Um, and I had a great time. It was not a good movie. It was a very bad movie, actually. But I had a great time with friends. That's good. Like, that, look, sometimes that's all you can ask for. But yeah, so, Sonic the Hedgehog, it was a good movie. Not great. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't think it's gonna be going in my rotation of, like, when I'm feeling in, a, in some kind of way. I, like, put it on, because I have the 1986 animated Transformers movie for that, and y'all, that is, that is like, some sweet nostalgia candy for me. <laughs> it's not good. Not even a little. But I love it. So, you know, things don't have to be good to be appreciated, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good at what it is. It is everything it needs to be, and that's really all I can ask of you know, this kid's licensed franchise movie. Yeah, because, boy, we've, like, we've all seen some stinkers, some things that tried to do this and just didn't do it half as, half as gracefully. Um, and I guess the the only other question is, hey, there's going to be a sequel coming. Uh, you plan on going to see it? Yeah, I'll see it. I'll pay money to go see Sonic Yeah, 2. especially if they put... Uh... It's got Tails. Tails is my boy. That's true, yeah. I'm just really hoping that they, they keep lead Sonic designer Tyson Hess in, in something like a head role in the sequel, because I'm, I'm betting a lot of the reason this one works as well as it does is because they actually got someone who cared about Sonic in there to make it work. It is... He changed all the things. All of the things that are good about this movie are things that he put in there. Um, I am hoping we'll see the Owl Mom again. I really liked her. I thought she was neat. Um, even if her design was a little not 
in the the standard song. I was design. about to say like really that like that, that should have gone in the bad things because like look I like her character but she she does not fit in Sonic the Hedgehog. No, she is just an actual owl, but I still really like her design. Look, if, if they and Sonic I it really up, like we'll her be as fine. a character. I don't I'm not even sure I need them to Sonic her up. If she's just this kind of weird anomaly of a character, I can kind of live with that. I really like her. Well, you know, I, I mean, look, I probably wouldn't complain if, if it happens either way. It's just, it's weird to see one of the Guardians of Gahul in there. Sure, I can get that. I do have one more thing I want to bring Oh, yeah, yeah, please I'd do. kind of forgotten about until just now, but a friend had been, a friend brought this up to me, and I've been digging around in it, and I thought you might be interested. Someone has developed a Sonic the Hedgehog tabletop called Rings and Running Shoes. Oh my. Um, it is built off Powered by the Apocalypse. <gasps> I love a good Pimpta game. Alright. Um, it's, it's very much based around you get to do a cool thing and just what are the consequences of that cool thing. That's, you know, that's a good way to do it. I, I really, I'm very interested in how it's put together. I would love to play it. I'm still trying to build my Sonic OC... <laughs> As a as a character for it, nice. Um, working on that. Uh, the it's it's very much just build the coolest character you can and be a party of cool dudes having adventures. I look, you know, I'm a fan of that. So no, like that's that is my operate like that is my ethos when I run D and D. It's just all right. I will not. I will not invite people to play until I am fairly certain I have a cool thing for them to do. And this cool thing had better be off the chain cool. Yeah, so I, I've linked that. Um, anyone's free to check it out. It's still kind of they're still working on it. Uh, but it is in a playable form. Also, uh, just speaking of, of playable forms, uh, just a, a last minute thing. Uh, Itch.io has has been doing I don't know if they'll still be doing it by the time this is up I hope so but uh, uh, but they have this colossal bundle of like 1500 games like tabletop games like video game video games uh interactive fiction visual novels for like $5 and all the money is going to support uh various Black Lives Matter charities. Uh, yeah, it's called the the Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality. Uh, it's tops, I think, $6.5 million when last I checked. Uh, looking at it right now, it is at 6,798,920, so it looks like they might hit 6.8. Yeah, and, like, I don't know how long it's going, but... Uh, it's got, at the time of recording, it ends in one day, five hours and 27 minutes, so it will probably yeah, not, no, mm. uh, still be active by the time that we get this edited and released. Well, I... But we hope you bought it, and we do, you know, just a nod to them for everyone who put their games into this, itch.io, for putting this whole thing together and raising all of this money. Yeah, because uh, there is... I, like, I just want to throw, there is some hella quality stuff in there. Yeah, apparently, you know, 600 
60,000 people have gone in on it. Um, you know, they've raised almost $6.8 million. It's beautiful to see what people can do together. So it's, it's, there's so much content in this. They're, they're... I don't need a PS5 because I now own more games than I can ever conceivably play. And like they're, they're talking about, they're going to put together a, a special interface for it. There's like on the download page, they're just like, don't email us asking for a way to navigate it. We are working on it. We promise. They're so good. I, yeah. There's just so much in here. I I can't even begin. Sorry, we just. I can't even begin to figure out everything that's in here. There's so much. But. Um, yeah, I just sorry you brought up a PBTA game, and I'm just oh right, there's that thing. Um, yeah, so I mean, definitely check out Rings and Running Shoes. It looks fun. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to ever get a group together for it, but I I love the I love the concept. I love the way it's set up. I definitely want to at least get a working sheet together uh, for my Sonic OC. I, like, just... Because it's just, it's so weird and fun. I'm looking forward to to doing a read on this because it looks like a lot of fun. But... There's a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I love the... Like, we could do just a whole writer jump just about why I love different role-playing game systems. Powered by the Apocalypse games are great because it's just you're able to focus so much on the things that you want to do in the game. And that's just, that's such an important thing. Anyway, uh, that could be a whole show on its own. Sono, do we have any last minute thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie or the franchise? Um, I hope one day we get a good Sonic game again that I can like play when it launches. That'd be nice. I I think you deserve that, Sono. Uh, I just, I would love to see kind of a follow-up to Sonic Forces where it's good. <laughs> That'd be really nice. Like, where it's just, hey, make your OC. Cool. You and Sonic are friends now. You're going to go on an adventure, and you don't have to have played the rest of the games to know what's going on. Yeah, it's, I just, I feel like it was supposed to be a much bigger thing, and they spent way too much time on the character editor, and like designing it and didn't actually write a story yeah i would love to see them be able to take their time with a sonic game yeah that'd be really nice but uh well i didn't don't have anything to add to that other than um yeah i this movie was so much better than it needed to be uh so then for writer jump and the rest of the tool network i've been Aleph. and i'm sona and we gotta go fast. I don't know why I did that. No one can see me doing finger guns. It's fine. And we're clear.